0: Let's go to Boston, as we always do at this time on a Friday. Kevin, Cullen, good afternoon.
1: How are you, Jonathan?
0: You were over here during the week, and you never even called in to say hello.
1: Oh, I was too busy, sorry. <laughs> I'm a very important guy. <laughs> Actually, I was in Donegal. I was in Dublin very briefly for a flying visit. Although I did get by uh, John J. Mulligan's on Poolbeg Street and say, see, see my old friend Noel behind the bar.
0: <laughs> do you remember so it, you, at least?
1: That, oh, yeah. God almighty. <laughs> what were you doing but in Letterkenny? lovely.
0: What were you doing in um, Letterkenny? I
1: at I haven't been in Letterkenny for about eight years. And it what struck me more than anything, because we think about the northwest being this and that, it just it had a prosperous look to it, and uh, everybody was in good form. Of course, I brought the weather with me; it was sunny up there, <laughs> and and I would say all of Ireland, but particularly Donegal is a different place in the sunshine. It's just it's technicolor, and uh, but it was a good it was a good event. We did this; uh, it was an event about the diaspora changing face, and I got to hang out with uh, Michael Patrick McDonald, who's an old buddy from Southie, and. It was, I guess it was a gathering, because there were a bunch of Yanks there.
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose it is a gathering. You know, we hope you uh, spent a few bob while you were here. Isn't that the whole point oh, of the I exercise?
1: Did. Put, um, put l- it this way, when I left the cottage, they didn't give me a bill. They handed me a rent. <laughs> a wrench. I had to pay rent.
0: Kabir, tell us about the Whitey Bulger trial. You were telling us last week that he had kindly put you on the witness list for the mm. defence. Have you found out any more as to why?
1: Well, I, I suggested today in my column, I said, I, you can't say this on the radio, but he is acting the rhymes with colics. Uh, he just, this is just a, a vindictive plug to keep me and, and other people he doesn't like out of the courtroom. And so we had a, our lawyers went in there the other day to argue our First Amendment rights. Um, and, you know, it, it is a delicate balance, Jonathan. I don't mean to be too flip about this. He has a right to a fair trial. Um, but the idea that I would, somehow by keeping me out of the courtroom, that gets him a fairer trial. I just think that's nonsense. You can certainly make an argument. Although I read the, I read the, the Whitey's lawyer's brief, and I, I, I was struck by how little legal precedent they have in trying to keep us out of the courtroom. Uh, and as our lawyers argued, this is a First Amendment right. Myself and Shelley Murphy, we make our living doing this. And the idea that we can be kept out of the courtroom by somebody who is charged with 19 murders is a bit unsettling.
0: He's made some recorded um, comments uh, about you and Shelley Murphy. What did he say?
1: Yeah, I can't go into that because that's that we don't know if that's going to be subject of litigation. Oh, okay. I mean, I know it exists because I was told by state police people that he there are recordings that have been made in the prison where he's being held during his during visitors. Uh, he's he's exchanging words with visitors on on what is like a recorded line and i'm i'm told that he made some disparaging remarks about me and Shelly. but i mean we have disparaging remarks that's nothing new he he's in the letters we got from jail he called shelly things that were unprintable mm-hmm. and then he referred to me as a low life and my line on that is you know even a serial killer can get one thing right <laughs>
0: <laughs> well look, we'll, um, we'll come back to that in the weeks ahead as that trial comes closer but one Irish person very much in the news in the States this week was Samantha Power who has just been appointed by President Obama as US Ambassador to the United Nations. How has the news gone down in the States because uh, she was a woman who put her two feet in it when it came to Hillary Clinton at the start Ooh. of the original campaign. Now she's been put in this position that to be fair the right wing media love to, I don't know why, they love to pummel the US Ambassador to the UN. How down?
1: Well, I think in general, I, I, I don't think she's going to have much trouble uh, getting past Senate confirmation. I mean, it, well, for whatever the right wing said, uh, John McCain, uh, who was not um, you know, anything small in that party, he basically said she's she's qualified for the job. I've known Samantha for like 20 years. Uh, I met her when she was covering – she worked for the Boston Globe as a stringer in Bosnia. That's how she got a professional start. And um, and she's she's very well thought of, and I obviously that it, it does raise the question when you think about what she said about Hillary Clinton. You know, she called her a monster, and um, and and it's not the first time Samantha's gotten in trouble. Now she's in this diplomatic post, so the people that know Samantha and and say that diplomacy and her don't necessarily go into the same question, same sentence. But I think she's also grown and matured quite a bit. The one thing about Samantha that she will bring to that job is that she's not a Mandarin. She is a very passionate person. She believes very... If you ever get a chance to read her book about genocide, please do. Uh, And she's been... She's hawkish, too. I mean, she was calling for intervention in in, in Kosovo before anybody. Um, She was calling for intervention in many places where you would think that that's not the place to go. Uh, She was very hawkish on Bosnia, for example. So... Um, she's not. You can't put Samantha in a box. You can't say that she's this left-wing wacko liberal. But the one, the the, the I, I kind of laughed when I saw that the the group, the particularly some of the parts of the real right-wing Jewish lobby in America calling her a, like a anti-Semite and everything. I said that will probably come as a surprise to her Jewish husband.
0: Right. Okay. Um there is a, a bit of a history there as well. The that, that the Israeli lobby and right-wing groups uh, really don't like her. What what's the Israeli lobby issue?
1: The Israeli lobby issue is that Samantha has had the temerity to suggest that we really need to include the Palestinians in any settlement. That's about what it comes down to. Okay. Now, that sounds r- ridiculous, but I'm really that's Samantha has just been outspoken on we have to have a, a two state solution here and that it can't be imposed and at that it has to be seen. And I think if you look at Northern Ireland, that's the same way. I mean, George Mitchell was able to walk over there and convince everybody, Unionists, Republican, Nationalists, Loyalists, that everybody had a fair shot at this, that nobody, that there was a parity of esteem. And I think that's what Samantha, and not just Samantha, but the Obama administration in general, and frankly, the Bush administration, they really weren't. Yes, you know, Condi Rice and Samantha Power aren't that far off when it talks, when you're talking about how we resolve the situation involving Israel and the Palestinians. It's very mainstream American political thought. The people that are not in the mainstream are the lunatics on the right who are going after Samantha and and calling her names. And Mm. they're people that don't even know her. I mean, like I said, that you could call somebody an anti-Semite and then just blithely ignore the fact that she's married to a Jewish person is is ludicrous.
0: Kevin, we'll have to leave it there. The sunshine is disappearing here after the weekend. We'll have to bring you back over if you were the reason why you came in the first place. Kevin Cullen of the Boston Globe. We'll talk to you next week, Kevin.
1: Good man, John.